you may have to, yeah, there we go. Hey, listen, we're, we started this series a few weeks ago where we've, we talked about how um, this, this guy named the Holy Spirit, this, this fire starter, his, his, he started something in us, right? And listen, I don't want, like, I thought this was back here was awesome, okay? Um, I, mean, I, I mean, I thought it was awesome. But there's a reason why it's awesome. Because the Holy Spirit is, is trying to start a fire in you. That's why he's called the fire starter. You see, our friend, I said, I said this every week, see, our friend Jeremiah, he, he said it's like fire that's trapped up in our bones. It's something that has to get out. Sometimes I, I, I picture as, you know, that, you, know that, you, know that, you know that person, right, who like they don't know how to control their mouth. And I get, when, it, when it's inside their brain, it has to come out. That's how the Holy Spirit is kind of working, right, but in a nice way. You with me? Hey, you can turn the lights up a little bit so I can see their faces. Um, and, so, and so it's kind of like, that. like he's trying to start something. It's like this fire that has to billow out of something. To start from something new, right? And so, and so like, he, like this fire that's in us, it, it, we said it brings these parts of ourselves that are dead to life. You know those dreams you have? That, you know those dreams or those visions that you've had for your life that you feel like are God-given visions and, and somebody told you that it's not worth it, don't fight for it? Or maybe, it, maybe it's that dream, and maybe it's even something like owning a business and it, and it failed. Or maybe it's that marriage that you had prayed for and dreamed for for so long, and, it, and it's dead. But there's something on the inside of us that wants, that wants those things to come to life. It's that marriage that rocks our world, that fear, that pain you feel, and that pain you feel that you're trying to cover up with addictions. It's, it's that pain you feel that you're trying to cover up with everything to try to distract yourself from the pain that you feel. The Holy Spirit, this fire starter, wants to bring those things to life in you. The fire starter wants to do the impossible inside of me and you. He wants to bring those dead things to life. Has anybody had any dead things come to life? Recently, can we celebrate that? We, like, we can celebrate. We have, we've had some dead things come to life. You see, and it's real easy. It's really easy for us to sing, and we can, it's really easy for us to worship because we don't come in here and lift our hands and shout and sing because worship is so good or because the worship leader said a certain word and it triggered something. No, we come in here out of desperation because we're, sing, we're seeking the God of heaven. We're seeking the Holy Spirit to move and have a breakthrough in our lives. See, we can come, we can come in here and clap right now, but here, here's, here's the honest truth. Here in about 30 minutes, we're going to have to walk out that door and life's going to punch us right in the mouth. So we can come in here, and the Holy Spirit's sweet in here, because we, we can kind of forget what's going on in the outside world, right? But when we go back out, it's going to punch us in the face. You see, uncertainty is going to well up and leave us in seasons of fear. We've been in a, a lot of people have been in a season of fear lately. And, we, and we, we begin to carry around a burden that we were never meant to bear. And when we are in those moments... How, what, what does the Holy Spirit, what does this fire starter do? Like, when we're in those moments, what do we do? See, we have this friend, right? And he's a good friend. He's actually a friend a lot like us. He's just a normal person like me and you, and his name was Matthew. And see, and Matthew recorded, um, he wrote us a letter saying the words of Jesus, because Jesus asked this exact same question. Our friend Matthew asked this exact same question. And this is what he asked. This is him recording Jesus' words. He says, are you weary? Are you weary? Anybody in here weary? Are you carrying a heavy burden? 
And I love this next phrase. Then come to me. Then come to me. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. And if you're wondering, if you're flipping your Bible, says there, that's not how mine reads it. It's this is the Passion Translation. I love the way it says it. Are you weary? Are you carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. I am your peace. Verse 29 says, simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways, and you'll discover that I am gentle. I am humble and easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me. Just come to me. See, this is, this is important. That phrase, come to me, is really important because all throughout the rest of the Gospels, you hear Jesus say, come follow me. Come follow me. We're going to talk about that next week. Come follow me. But when you are struggling and you're in pain, he says, come to me. That's a big deal, y'all. That's a big deal. Because any like we all these other little G gods in the world are push people away. Like you look at Islam. Their God's so di- all are so distant. They're like, deal with your own pain. Look at any other religion. Their God pushes them away. Our God says, come to me. See, When we are at our wit's end, he says, I am your peace, I am your sustaining joy, I am your supplier, I am, and this is the title for today. This is the title for today. You ready? Let me me read this last verse. I didn't read this last because it's going to throw throw Justin off if I don't do this. It says, for I'll require you, I'll require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. That means like the load that he's going to put on you is easy. It's easy. Now, it's dangerous. We talked about that last week, didn't we? It's dangerous, y'all. The Spirit will put you in some dangerous places. But it's easy to bear if we can find how to get to that peace. But see, this is our, our sermon title for today. Is you know He's, a, he's our supplier. He, he's, he's our punch back. When the world punches us in the mouth, Josh. When the world punches us in the mouth, He is our punch back. You see, when we're in the middle of uncertainty, when we are in the middle of uncertainty, the question is, how do we get to our punchback? How do we get to our supplier? How do we get to our peace? How do we get to our sustaining joy? That's a, that's a hard question, right? That's why, that's why there's all those self-help books. You know, the ones that you read, and you're like, oh, that sounds really good. Then you put it into practice, and you're like, this kind of sucks. Or, or that, that, that pill you might take. It, it gives you peace for just, just a second. But then you're right back to thinking about this and you're struggling with this. See, uncertainty has this way, has, has a way to distract us from what the Spirit is saying in us. See, I believe that if, if you realize what you have in you, like you have that fire that I said is in your bones, that Jeremiah says is in our bones, when you realize what you have in you, we will be able to face some of the most difficult situations with courage and with boldness. See, Jesus told us hard times are coming. Hard times are coming, right? In fact, he, like he, says, he says it like this. In, in John 16, he says, but the time is coming. And indeed, some of us are now here, right? Anybody in trouble right now or feel like you're in trouble? Time, indeed, it's here now when you will be scattered, each one going his own way, leaving me alone. Anybody else in here feel alone sometimes? 
Like you're struggling with this all by yourself. Yet I am not alone because the Father is with me, he says. I have told you all, all, all this. I told you all this crap's going to happen in your life, y'all. I told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials. How many? Many. A lot. And many sorrows. But take heart because I have overcome the world. See, that take heart is a good phrase, right? But it, it doesn't do, it doesn't do the, the, he, the Greek justice, okay? What that means is you've got to grab hold with your nails. You've got to hold on tight because that marriage is going to be rough. That job, that job closure is going to be rough. That, those kids of yours, woo! No matter how much you wear their butts out, they're going to be tough. You've got to dig in deep. You have to hold on tight and not let go. Why can't you let go? He tells us why. Because I have already overcome all that. You see, the reason that the reason that we like the reason that we need this supernatural peace is because uncertainty isn't going anywhere. Uncertainty isn't going anywhere. We don't know what tomorrow's gonna hold. Run like like I'm freaking out. School starts back with kids tomorrow, y'all. I'm freaking out because my wife's trying to get a kidney, y'all. I'm freaking out because I just had a conversation, and we'll talk about it here in a minute. My, I'm, having a, I'm having a conversation a few weeks ago with a person who raped me. Like, I'm, uncertainty isn't going anywhere. Like, what's the rest of my life going to look like? What's my next couple of weeks going to look like? See, uncertainty isn't going anywhere. It's not. But neither is the peace giver. But neither, as true as that statement is, this one's even truer. Because he said, because how many times he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Sometimes we, see, our enemy blinds our eyes, blinds us sometimes from what, it gives us a false narrative, right? Like he he blocks us, blocks our view of what God is doing all around. You know how many battles the Lord's fighting for you right now and you don't even know it? You know how many things he's blocked from you, from getting to you? See, Jesus tells his disciples, right? He, he, begin, he starts telling his disciples that, hey, I'm going away soon. I'm leaving soon. I'm, he's telling his disciples he's about to die. I'm about to go back home. And the disciples are about, are, are, the disciples are like freaking out, man. Because everything they've known their whole life, the last few years, the, the joy and the hope that they've had in the last three, four years is going away. Like, what, like, what, what, what does that mean for us? And the uncertainty comes. In fact, listen to I love, I love this story. You ready? John 14, 1. It says, don't let your heart be troubled. Okay, Jesus, you just told me you're leaving. Imagine being the disciples. Now, don't let your heart be troubled. Trust in God. Well, that's easy to say, Jesus. You are God. Like, yeah, you can trust, yeah. And trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? He's, he's telling himself, I'm about to go pre- prepare the place for you. The thing that I've been talking about, the kingdom of God, not only here on earth, but in heaven, the one I'm talking about, I, I'm about to go pre- get that ready for you. When everything is ready, I will come and get you. When? How? 
give me a timeline. Give me a schedule because I want to know the timeline because, you know, I'm, I, I want to know what tomorrow holds. So please, I don't want this to be uncertain, like me sitting around guessing the whole time. Like, when are you coming back to get us? Doesn't that sound like us? Like, honey, when are you going to be home? And then when you're five minutes late, you're like, where are you at? Why ain't you here yet? I did it to, I did it to, uh, to Cody this morning. Where are you at, bro? You're, you're almost good? We do that, right? Because we, we have to have this time. We have to know our schedule. When everything is ready, I will come and get you so, so that you will always be, isn't that great? But one day we will always be in the very presence of our Heavenly Father. That you will always be with me where I am. And you, and you, know, and you know the way to where I'm, I love this phrase because uh, one of the disciples speaks up here in a second, I love it. And you know the way where I'm going. This is what one of his stops says. No, we don't. What are you talking about, Jesus? Is this one of those freaky parable things again? No, we don't, Lord, Thomas said. Remember, Thomas is the one that doubted. Ooh, a whole other sermon right there. We have no idea where you are going, so how can we know the way? It's a good question. Jesus told him, I am the way. I am the truth, and I am the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had, if you had really known me, that's, that's a weird phrase, isn't it? I mean, Thomas has been walking with him for three plus years. If you had really known me, hmm, you would know who my Father is. For now on, you do know him and have seen him. He's proclaiming something over Thomas's life. And this is, this is what Philip said. Lord, Show us the Father. Did you not just listen to him, Philip? <laughs> like, go clean out your ears. Lord, show us the Father, and we will be satisfied. Ooh. Ooh, that's a scary word right there to say Jesus, isn't it? Like, it's one of those, I remember, um, Brittany, don't kill me. Um, so, I remember when I was, when I was a teenager, we, we'd go to Jekyll Island, Georgia. Okay? Um, and we'd go to this camp called Super Wow. Inter- yeah. Super wow, yeah. You know, super- it was a cool camp. It really was. Well, there's this water park on Jekyll Island, Georgia. And we would go there, and there was this good-looking girl, y'all. Woo! And I said, I said, God, we're in that park. We're at the beach. There's seagulls everywhere, just mind you. Okay? And I said, God, I will, I will be satisfied with the answer. If I, okay, here, it'll, it'll, my, I will have peace. If you'll satisfy me, if, if, if I'm supposed to be with this girl, let a seagull fly over my head. And of course a seagull's going to fly over my head. I'm at the freaking beach. <laughs> I don't even know why I told you all that story. You probably think I'm dumb now. But anyways, <laughs> but anyway, don't we do that sometimes? God, if you, just give me, if you just give me what the next three steps are, I'll be satisfied. When the Bible says he is a lamp unto our feet. And I don't know if you know anything about like, biblical lamps. They didn't shine out very far. They just showed you what the next step was. Be a lamp to our feet. Meanwhile, I'm gonna keep going. And I will be satisfied. Don't don't try to don't listen. Don't ever be satisfied. Always want more. Always want more. And Jesus replied, Have I been with you all this time, Philip? Sometimes I feel like Jesus is saying that to us. Have I not been with you this whole time? Like, how do you really think you made it out of that mess? It wasn't my, Lord knows you couldn't get out of it. Have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? 
anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am the Father and the Father is in me? The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least, or at least, believe because of the work you have already seen me do. You see, the disciples are living in uncertainty, right? He's, everything they've known for the last three years, the hope that they've had the last three years, it's going away. They're at their wit's end. They're trying to figure out, like, you're about to leave us and you haven't given us all the answers yet. You ever feel like you just sometimes don't have all the answers? Like, sometimes lyrics come up and ask me the question, and I'll just make up an answer. Because I don't know. Don't tell her I said that. <laughs> then when she comes back and asks me the same question, I've researched the question, and I give her the right one. But that's not what you said last time. Forget what I said last time. See, the disciples are at their wits' end. Everything they've known for years is being ripped from them. You know, like, you ever feel, like, do you feel sometimes like things are just being ripped from you? See, like, I may say this. Maybe you've had, God, the timing of this is just not right. You ever said that one? Like, why right now? Why, why is this happening to me? Why, why, is this ha- why, is it, why does it have to be that person? I wasn't ready for that news, God. I, why, like, why did this come rolling in now? I don't, like, I don't know if I can handle this, and, and we're, you're right, you can't handle it. You can't handle the truth. Like, like the disciples were begging him to explain everything they wanted. They wanted the schedule. But how, like, let me say this. Have you ever, um, well, I'll, just talk, I'll talk about that later. Like, the disciples were begging him for, to explain everything. They wanted a schedule, and Jesus just said, trust me. See, to have this supernatural peace, we have to trust him. To have this supernatural peace, we have to trust him. And the question becomes this morning, do you trust him? Do you trust him with every area of your life? That's a question I have to ask myself too. Do I trust him with every area of my life? But Derek, now I know God has some promises and he's, there's a Words that are clearly, I mean, it's clearly in Scripture that he promises us this, this, and this. And I haven't seen that in my life. So is he breaking his promise? Have you ever asked yourself that? Maybe not in those words. But like, where, where were you, God? See, but here's, I'm about to, oh, this is going to get good. At least it's good to me. Like, if I, I hope this is coming out like how it's been preached in me. So I hope this comes out this way. But listen. If we, if we go on in John 14, 12 through 17, it says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater. Like, he's not quite answering the disciples yet, is he? Have you ever noticed that sometimes Jesus defers a little bit to get to what the real thing, that really, really what's in deep? Can you go back, Justin? Because I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask me for anything in my name. That's a good father right there. And I will do it 
so that the so that the Son can be bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Lord Jesus, give me peace. If you love me, obey my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another, huh? What's that next word, y'all? Comforter. Who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The, wor- the world cannot receive him because it, is, because it isn't looking for him. He does, he, and doesn't recognize him. But you, know, but you know him because he lives with you now and later ooh, this is good, y'all, will be in you. The Holy Spirit living in you, that fire trapped up in our bones. Need peace? He'll give you a comforter. What does that even mean? Here's four things, four truths that we see from this passage. And the first one is this, is God didn't promise you his schedule. He promised you his spirit. Derek, it, it would soothe my soul if I knew his plan for my life. Now, it'd probably wreck your world if you knew his plans for your life. Like, if, you, if, if he told you exactly how you were going to, he might tell you, hey, you're going to be here one day, but if he showed you every step in the way, you wouldn't go. See, he didn't promise you his schedule. He promised you his spirit. Man, Lord Jesus, I want to get there as fast as I can. Can we, can we fast track this? Can you show me the schedule, please, God? And, and like this is this is where it's like the scheduling thing. It's like you hear people, um, like you feel like you ever felt like it was your time to time in this job or this situation or this. It's, it's my time, and you, you've heard all your life. You know, you've heard all your life, man. God, God's an on time God. I've said this before. God's an on time God. Ooh, yeah, when He do it, you know. But then in the back of your mind, you're back here going, "Well, whose time is He on?" Because he surely ain't on mine. Because if I was in this, I would already be there. I'd already have that promotion. I would already have those kids. I would have that perfect marriage. I would do this, this, this. I'd have this already. If he was on my time, maybe maybe he's wrong on his time. Have you ever felt that way? Feel like it? Like trust me. Like why can't I get over this pain? Sometimes. See, but here's the thing: God didn't promise you his schedule. All He promised you was the Comforter. But he did say, one day, when you stand before me, I will wipe every tear from your eye. There'll be no more hurt, and no more pain, and no more sorrow, only peace. But for now, I'm going to give you a comforter. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. Here's the second truth. Is that no matter how uncertain things are, no matter no matter how crazy things get, like when you're facing uncertainty about the future or a situation, it's not about where you're going, but who you're going with. Like who are you taking with you? Sometimes don't we enter these battles sometimes all by ourselves? Like we try to fight things, we carry burdens that aren't, aren't even ours to bear. That's why we get so, like that's why our, we get to our wits end. That's why we feel so, so much pain. That's why we feel so much hurt is because we're trying to bear something that we were never meant to bear to begin with. Like if we walk into those situations with our, with our head held high saying, you know what, i got the Spirit living in me. Derek, that's easy to say. And you're right. You're absolutely right. See, I mentioned, I mentioned, ooh, I, not, I hope I don't lose this. See, a couple of weeks ago I told you that I, I got to sit down with my aunt that raped me. 
And I walked in there with my head held high. I had that conversation. I was good. I was like, man, good job there. And it's like, hey, Brittany, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to the church and kind of de-escalate a little bit and try to get some things done, get some things off my mind. See, I, I walked in there so fearful, but I had such a peace because I knew who I was walking in there with. And don't ask me what happened at Blanchos. I lost it, y'all. But see, I, yeah, I was having a hard time, but it was really just me breaking down and going, man, like I didn't think I had that in me. And I didn't have it in me, except for I had him in me. And I was able to face things that I could have never faced on my own. It went good, y'all, just so y'all know. A lot of forgiveness and peace. You see, it's not about where you're going. See, a lot of times, like it is, like we are going to get to go to heaven one day and be part of the kingdom of God, and that's important, but that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is this, y'all, is that Jesus is there, and we get to be with him, and we get to go with him everywhere. And right now, he's given us this comforter, this peace to face these situations that we never thought possible. And here's, here's the third thing. You want peace? Peace comes from obedience. You know that part that says, obey my commands. Obey my commands and I will ask the Father to send you a comforter. See, we, no matter what you're facing in life, you always do what the right thing is. No matter what everyone else is doing around you, no matter the situation, you take the right steps. Don't ever step to the left just to try to dodge something. No, you stay on the path that God has for you. Stay obedient. Because peace comes from obedience. Peace comes from the middle of God's will. Like it's dangerous there in the middle of God's will, but it's the most peaceful you'll ever be in your life. You keep doing what you know is right, no matter what everyone else around you is doing. You do what is right. Here's the, here's the fourth thing. Here's the last thing. God may not eliminate your situation, but will illuminate his presence. See, listen, I want this pain inside of me from what happened to me to go away. God, I want it to go away. It's like, you know, was it, was it Paul who says, I have a thorn in my flesh in my side? I've asked God three times to take it away. But see, th this situation, this thorn in my flesh, this weakness that I have, this pain that I have, is really my strength. And if he removed that situation completely from my memory and completely from your memory, whatever your thorn in the flesh is, you'll forget how good he is. You remember when I, remember all those steps I had you take in between then and now, Derek? That was to build your strength. I didn't want that to happen to you, my child. I didn't want you to be hurt like that. But we can take that. And I can let the Holy Spirit stir it. Yeah, you've let it fester too long, but but now but now now that it's to this point, now that you have this courage, now that you have the spirit going with you. Let me show you, let me show my presence. Let me show my presence in that. Let me show you how strong you are. Let me show people how strong you are because of me in this situation. He may not ever eliminate your situation that you're in. 
He may never take it away. And those things in your life, that thing that happened in your life that caused you to do every other thing to try to cover up that shame, Derek, you know what? It's okay. Because I'm going to use that too. What the, what the enemy meant for evil. I don't even know why I talk to Satan no more because he's, he's under my feet, y'all. Those things that he tried to, he, like, those things that I had done in my life to cover up that shame with other shame and this shame and that shame. And if y'all know my rap, if, you, if, you, if there was a heavenly rap sheet coming up with Jesus said, you know what you're going to go do? You're going to go crushing snakes, y'all. You're going to take that step. Doing the right thing. Even with that situation. You mean you're, you're, you're that person? You're, you're the one that I saw, that I know is doing this, did this horrible thing. You know what God says? Yeah, he is. But look at him now. Look at me now. I said, sorry. See, maybe, maybe you're here today and you're facing a situation or a future and you don't have peace about it. And you're wondering, God, how am I going to get through this? Today, you can trust the one who is walking with you. And as you do, as you do take that step, you take the step of doing the right thing, you pray about it. Pray without ceasing. Pray before you panic. That's hard to do, ain't it? Oh my God, let me pray real quick. It's, it's like you've done everything else and then you're like, oh yeah, I forgot to pray about it. No, pray before you panic. That's why Paul wrote to the church at Philippi, Josh. That's why he wrote, he, said, he says, don't be pulled in different directions. Don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Another song popped in my head. Be saturated. Ooh, I love that word. You ever just soaked in a good bath, y'all? I did the other day. It was nice. First time I took it. Like, I mean, it's a, I take showers. It's the first time I took a good soaking bath. Hot water with some Epsom salt. <laughs> Be saturated. Get in there deep. It's like marinating some beef, y'all. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day. What does that mean, Derek? You pray without ceasing. Like as you're walking, as you're teaching, as you're doing finances for somebody, as you're helping somebody um, lay someone to rest, as you're doing whatever you're doing, do it prayerfully. Offering your faith-filled request. Then you go back. Offering your faith-filled request before God with overflowing gratitude. God, I know I'm in the middle of this situation right now, but I want to talk about how good you are. Right now, it don't seem very good, but I want you to know that when you did this for me, when you got me through that mess, you are so good. I'm so thankful for that. Offering faith-filled requests before God and with overflowing gratitude, tell Him every detail of your life because He already knows it, y'all. Then God's wonderful, how many, peace, that transcends human. Have you ever been in the middle of a situation and you're like, man, I should be really freaked out about this right now? Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. So keep your thoughts, 
continually fixed on all that is authentic and real. Because sometimes the devil wants to put some lies up in your head. Or maybe, sometimes I think we give Satan too many, like too much credit. Maybe it's those lies you've put in your own head. So keep your thoughts continually fixed on everything authentic, real, and honorable, and admirable. Beautiful, and respectful, pure, and holy. Merciful, and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising Him always. See, if we can do those things, if we can keep our eyes focused on Him, if we can trust the Spirit moving in our life, if we can walk like somebody's walking with us with their heads held high, if we can be obedient, if we can be in the middle of our situation and allow it to illuminate His presence, here's, here's what our friend Peter said. He said, in His in his kindness, God called you. That's you, Kristen. That's, that's, that's you, Chaz. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So that after you have suffered a little while. Ooh, I've been suffering for a long time, God. <laughs> after you've been suffering, suffered a little while, he will restore. Restore. Hold up. Didn't we talk about it a few weeks ago? Restoration, y'all? He will restore. He will support. And he will strengthen you. He will place you on a firm foundation. God wants so much more for you than what you're living in right now. The question becomes, are you going to take that step? Are you going to trust him? Are you going to allow that fire that's inside of you that brings dead things to life, bring this situation to life? Or are you going to keep letting uncertainty rule your day? I don't know what tomorrow is going to hold, y'all. I don't. But you know what I know is that no matter what happens, God is still God and God is still good. I don't know what I'm going to face tomorrow, what troubles I'm going to have tomorrow. I don't know what my family's going to go through tomorrow. I don't know what the church is going to go through tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen at school tomorrow. I don't know. You're right. I don't know a whole lot. But I do know that we have a God who's sitting on the throne that says, I give you peace. And we just have to take that step into it. So where are you going to find peace at today? See, we're not going to do a song after this. We're not going to do that because I don't, I don't want this to be one of those moments where we're just moved by a song. Because I want us to really be moved by the Spirit. I want us to face life. I want us to face tomorrow. I want us to walk out those doors. And when, when, when the life goes to punch us in the mouth, we throw that right hook right back. Because, I mean, you're worth it. You are worth it to him. To come and die a criminal's death. Die on the cross, raised from the dead to give you peace. Can you imagine living then? The only peace you had is, I hope my sacrifice worked. And now we have a sacrifice that worked. And we're still living in the old system. Now he's like, you know what? I'm giving you peace. So I'm going to pray. And then we'll be done. And when you walk out of here, I want the spirit to move so much in you that when you walk out these doors, no matter what life throws at you, no matter what uncertainty comes your way, you say, huh. 
not today, Satan. I got the Spirit walking in me. Yeah, this situation sucks. But I got, I got the Holy Spirit living in me. He's going with me wherever I go. He sent me a comforter no matter how hard this gets. Guess what? I know he loves me. I know he cares for me. I know he's my sustainer. I know my joy isn't based on what's happening around me. That's why there's a difference between joy and happiness. Because happiness is based on things that's happening. And joy is saying something that's eternal. And what's eternal is love, joy, and peace. Found in Jesus. So trust the Holy Spirit, y'all. And God, I want to thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to be here today. And thank you so much that you have sent a comforter. That you've been so, that you've been, you sent a comforter that gives us peace, like a warm blanket, like laying in your Father's arms, like you've given us this peace. May we tap into that peace, God. May we be still for a moment and see how great you are. And may we trust your Holy Spirit that when we face tomorrow, or what we face here in 10 minutes, y'all, that we can walk out of there with our head held high, with our hand bruised because we punched it right back in the mouth. I pray all this in your name.